Okay, we're on. Okay. Boop, 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 what it do? It is water episode number 10. <laughs> and I'm Earl. Digits. Hey, boop, oh my boop, god, boop, I didn't even realize boop, that. Yeah. Double digits, double the fun. Double McGum. Sponsor us. <laughs> Sponsor. Sponsor. No, but I am early. It's raining here in Seattle, and I'm joined by the lovely... I'm in love. And we are here to dive into episode number 10. This double digit is going to be focused on the root of regret. regret. Boom, boom, boom. <laughs> um, no, this literally just came when I was doing a meditation. I was just thinking about something that Irie, you mentioned mm. in last week in one of our episodes, or maybe it was just a conversation we have. It all blends together. Yeah. Can't ever really remember. But I do remember something that you said was so powerful. It's just like regret is one of the lowest vibrational frequencies right. that we can hold in our body. Yeah. And if you want to learn a little bit more about the frequencies, you can listen to episode number eight, The Root of Energy. Yes. Because um, we really dived into that. But, you know, as with every episode, I just kind of want to lay the foundation, the root, get to the root of regret and just give you a brief little definition moment. Um, Miriam mm -hmm. <laughs> describes regret as sorrow aroused mm -hmm. by circumstances beyond one's control or power to repair. Mm. Say that again. It says that sorrow aroused by circumstances beyond one's control or power to repair. See, I didn't even realize that because wow. I think that I think that when I think of regret, I think about things that were within my power to control, and then I gave my power away. Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting way to phrase it. Right? Yeah, because regret, is it saying that it's something that, it has to do with something that you chose or that you... That's what it, yeah, that's what it's, at least that's what it's emphasizing in this definition. Yeah. It's saying that, you know, it's, it's circumstances that are literally beyond one's control or power to repair. But I guess maybe if you're looking at it from the aspect of, the event has already taken place, so you can't go back in time and change it. Right. And therefore, it is beyond your control and beyond mm. your power. Okay. So that that side would make sense. But I think for me, I would feel, and I do feel in certain areas of my life, a, a sense of regret where there was something that I knew that I could have... Let, let's, let's break it down. For example... Mm -hmm. You meet um, a new boy, or if you're into women, I'm not, but if you meet like a new <laughs> love interest uh -huh. and um, there was something that, a red flag, mm -hmm. and because you were so wanting to make this work, you ignored it, Okay. and so your intuition was silenced, mm -hmm. and then, you know, let's say a couple months down the road, maybe a year, that very red flag roars its head yeah. in an even bigger way. And for me, that that brings up a sense of regret for not um, not trusting myself initially to be like, okay, I saw this coming and I should have addressed I it at the it. root. Yeah. Okay. You know? So... <laughs> 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 I regret not silencing my phone. <laughs> uh, but you know what I'm saying. Right. Um, I think that it's easy to um, it's easy to sit in those feelings. And with us, you know, at water, we're always trying to focus on ways to shift the narrative. Right. And what I want for our people, specifically our black people is to awaken our sense of power and i think that where we take our power back is by reminding ourselves that 
there is nothing worthy that comes from living in a space of regret. Yeah. You know, there's nothing that is empowering by living in the past. And there is nothing that sparks joy by focusing on what could have, should have, would have happened. Right. Could have, would have, should have. Could have, would have, should have. Yeah, should is one of my least favorite words um, because yeah. I don't believe in it. Um, but at the same time, yeah, regret, I think, takes away from your joy. It, it mm. steals your joy yeah. because it's kind of agonizing in my perspective. Like, to regret something, to me, is like one of the most agonizing parts about being a human and mm. the human experience. Yeah. Because there's going to be things that you wish you had done differently. Like that's just inevitable because yeah. as we grow and learn, we're going to make different choices. Yeah. But at the same time, when you regret something, that's something that's like a, it's a lesson that you decided to kind of carry with you. It makes me think of Erica Badu bag lady. It's like that. Mm. Those are the bags. Bag lady. <laughs> you gone to your bag. <clears throat> So let the bags go. Yes, let it go, honey. Let, let it go. Let them go. Let it go. We don't know the melody to any song. <laughs> but yeah, I think that, you know, regret is something that I teach a lot of, or I, I preach to a lot of people that I mentor and to, you know, siblings and like the youth that I used to work with with um, the Manamali and Manamele project. project. The way that we can transmute or alchemize regret mm -hmm. is by, again, coming back to one of your favorite words, Earl, mm. grace. Mm. Give thyself grace for making mistakes. Yes. Forgive yourself. Forgive, forgive others. Yeah. It's two-way. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's so powerful when we can hold that energy yeah. in the midst of something that we wish we had done differently or in the midst of letting go of something or in the midst of processing healing mm. to really center it around grace and forgiveness because it is kind of it's the only way to continue to keep your wholeness as you travel through this life experience yeah because with each piece or time that you give to regret there's like a piece of you i think of like trauma and i always think about drew who we definitely want to have on the podcast in the near future and an incredible yoga teacher brother so amazing. ally yeah he's such an empowered human and he has so much wisdom but he um and i were talking about trauma and how you know, like the book, The Body Keeps the Score. Yes. How our bodies hold trauma. And if you think about it from an esoteric standpoint, like trauma kind of freezes you, a piece of you in time. And so you're basically becoming like this fractal human being. The more that you allow pieces of yourself to stay in those moments of regret mm. and pain and trauma rather than again, coming back to forgiveness and grace and like processing and healing and seeking healing yeah. rather than beating yourself up, you know, for making choices that maybe you wouldn't necessarily make in this now moment, in this version of you, this elevated version of who you are. Yeah. You know what I just realized? What? We don't, we haven't really talked much about therapy on 
in our episodes. Really? Yeah, I feel like with the tools that we we've kind of like focused more on spirituality practices, mm-hmm. which are so important. Yeah. But that just came to me when you were talking because I feel like a lot of what you were describing are tools that I learned in therapy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I think that it's important to emphasize because I know that the, yeah. the dialogue has been increasing um, over time, yeah. especially after 2020. But I feel like it is important to re-emphasize the fact that as black people we really need to prioritize our mental health and sometimes that does mean speaking to someone that is outside of your immediate circle for sure you know yeah outside of your mom your dad your boyfriend your auntie um your dog your cat like it's like your plants, your plants. Yeah. listen like we we are so strong and we pride ourselves on that mm-hmm. and i think that that's something that we talked about with kenzie in the last episode the root of rising together mm-hmm. but i think it's one of those things where that strength could sometimes be our Achilles heel. For sure. Because we end up thinking that, okay, like, I just got to keep it trucking. And then all those layers of regret pile on. Mm-hmm. The bag lady. Yeah, the yeah. bag lady. Yeah. And when I hear regret, I think of that reword, which is like recycle, which is like reliving the same thing over and over again. Right. And if I'm reliving a moment, how can I be present in this space or even advance past that which I cannot get over. Right, <laughs> you right, know? right, exactly. No, thank you for saying that because I've gone to therapy a couple times in my life, um, like relationship therapy, and then for myself individually, I've never actually been able to do it consistently. And I think a lot of it, it was just because of my lifestyle at the time yeah. where I was traveling constantly to, yeah. and like doing music and traveling. I wasn't in one place for long enough. Mm. Um, it is beautiful now that we have. Um, therapists are able to do like Zoom stuff and like yes, do it virtually. so much easier. Yeah, but um, there are definitely resources that I think we've mentioned that we maybe want to. Um, That's true. I think bring the first back. episode we mentioned yes, because yeah. accessibility, I think, is a big part of why not a lot of people go to therapy. Yes. Not only the, um, breaking the stigma, right, of like getting a therapist means that you're crazy or whatever <laughs> things are out there that it's just so have ridiculous. Said. Yeah, which is insane. But at the same time. Um, I think that accessibility is a big part of it because, you know, therapy can be pricey. And if you feel like, you know, that's just another bill and maybe I can just figure it out on my own and I'm doing fine with where I'm at, it's important to have these resources. And there's a lot of people who have created um, advocacy and um, access. So we will share a bunch of those things. I don't know them off the top of my head, but I will... We'll circle back to that and share that with all of you, not only on our social media, but um, listed in this episode in the description, because it is beautiful to be able to have someone to talk to and to talk through things. I mean, that's part of our therapy, I think, is doing water podcasts. No, honestly. Because we get to talk it's things our outlet, out. Because yeah. like holding things in is uh-huh. where, like you said, the bag lady, right? So mm-hmm. it's like... I just think it's like, I just did actually a quick search on my phone. I was like, wait, you're right. <laughs> there is, we did share this resource that I need to actually look into again. Nice. But we're going to put it in the link because it yeah. is important. It's like timeless. And it's called Resources for Black Healing mm. by Michaela Webster. So if you just do a quick Google search, um, it literally has all these amazing, um, like they put together this amazing doc that has... Um, Basically, there's like a crisis line that you can text. It's like a free one. And then there are also um, different therapy resources there. So again, that's Resources for Black Healing by Michaela Webster. Um, And it even gives like different like breathing exercises, grounding exercises, self-care tips for black people who are feeling overwhelmed by the media. Uh, 
So good. There is a big need for that. So yeah. I just wanted to um, kind of like pivot for a second and talk about, I think, regret in terms of family. Mm-hmm. Because I think that it had stemmed from a conversation that we had about parents putting a lot of pressure on their kids mm-hmm. to live the lives that they maybe wished that they had lived. And I would be curious to get your advice on, you know, someone who's in a situation where they're feeling like this pressure from a, maybe it's a parent or authority figure who regrets, you know, some of their life's decisions and is kind of like placing that on the individual. Like, how do you handle that? Because like in a, par- in a parental yeah, scenario? In yeah. In that setting where it's like you feel like you have to live up to this, you know... Expectation, expectation mm-hmm. almost that can be so stifling. Yeah, I think that uh, from my personal experience, I never really felt that kind of push or pull, which I think was really beautiful um, to be able to have that experience. I have a very uh, young mom, and we kind of not grew up together, but kind of but in, a, in a sense, yeah. yeah. So she didn't really have like a lot of established views that she was trying like to push on me. Sometimes that can go me. both ways. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. So that's why I'm like, from my experience, right. that's yeah. what that's it was. That's a blessing. Right. Yeah. But I've definitely seen, and it's, I mean, it's even depicted in entertainment and, and media where there's like this whole idea of like, there, your child is your mini me, and mm-hmm. dance moms. <laughs> right there, you go. Like one example of so yep. out of so many. Or just like, you know, a lot of my friends who are first gen and their parents are like, you can be a doctor or a lawyer or like, there's like three boxes that they're allowed to choose from in order to define their life path in order to be, you know, loved and accepted to a certain degree. And I think that watching some of my friends go through that pressure, it's, it make it saddens me because I feel like that keeps us um, from growing as, um, as a human collective and that does create a lot of regret it creates a lot of regret for the for the children who are living out these lives if they've chosen to follow the pressures of their family mm-hmm. and living out what their projected dreams were for them and regret of not choosing their own path and creating their own things and then at the same time maybe regret from like the parental standpoint and the family standpoint where you have put these pressures and you see how unhappy your child is or you mm. see how unhappy they're um you know they're just not living to the potential of what they came here to do and yeah. i think the beautiful thing that we i definitely want to touch on with regret is the idea that at any point you can pivot mm. any you know? point at any point yeah and i think it's really important that we continue to reiterate that because i feel like so much of our existence is based on time. Yeah, because you feel like, oh, it's too late. It's too late. I'm too old. I, I don't have enough time in order to build yeah. something new. Like, it would take too much time for me to start over. Mm-hmm. So I just feel like it's too it's much just to like, take okay, on. Well, whatever. Let me just, yeah. Yeah, and I just feel like that's bullshit. Oh, yeah. It's a lie. I think that that's literally Use a, a lie. lie. <laughs> You're a lawyer. Um, <laughs> because. <laughs> It's like, I think that there, there are always voices in our head mm-hmm. and you get the option. I was actually listening to a meditation about this last night. Oh, yeah? Yeah, it was talking about your, like, how 
we seem to think that our thoughts have power over us and mm. it's actually the opposite you can control it takes practice but you get to decide what thoughts you allow to take root right so if a thought comes into your mind that whispers i like to take the call of the devil whispering in your ear <laughs> right because he's a lie he's a um but you know he might whisper is just like you're too old right you know Look at your hair is gray. <laughs> Look at your weave, baby. Right. No, but he might whisper something in your ear and then like, you're like, you know what? I'm, you're right. Like I, my time has passed and look at like, look at all the things that are happening now like it's just too late and it's just like honey no like when you look at like some of the most influential people in life they didn't get their start until like past 50 40 you know and like right. they were able to make these amazing legacies yeah. of lives yeah and i want to touch on that because i'm so happy that you talked about the pivot right because there's the option there are always the options choices mm-hmm. we have choices mm-hmm. and there's a study that I just pulled up. It's by the researcher Neil Rose of the Kellogg School of Management at Northwestern University. Whew, that's a lot. Okay, <laughs> so they actually did like a study on regret, and he said that younger people showed that regret was rated more favorably than unfavorably, primarily because of its informational value in motivating corrective action. Wow, isn't okay. that so cool? I love and that. He lists some of the things because he was saying that. Here are some of the benefits of regret. One, making sense of the world. Two, avoiding future negative behaviors. Three, gaining insight. Four, achieving social harmony. And five, improving ability to approach desired opportunities. Mm, Yeah, so kind of using regret as more of like an emotional guidance than uh, Mm. something that you allow to be a stumbling block. A stumbling block or a paralyzing you know, right. faster because yeah, it can, it's kind of like similar to, you know, our episode on the root of fear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think the, those two are, are highly in, in that same dynamic and, um, similar to that root, we can either keep watering those voices of it's too late or we can water a new voice that says you grew and you learned from that. Right. You know? Yeah. Like the regret can be the signal for the pivot moment rather than the regret being the moment where you become frozen in time. Yeah. And carry that with you. Yeah. Like I love the idea of uh, having a new perspective on emotions because I think that there's been a lot of miseducation with emotions. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying. That they're bad. Yeah, Mm. and like you were saying, not letting thoughts take root in your mind um, kind of goes back to that phrase that came through um, for me in our last episode or the episode before Kenzie Mm -hmm. about how belief Belief is the glue glue between (laughs) (laughs) intention or thought and and physical physical manifestation. manifestation. Honey, yeah, that's that gorilla glue, right? Oh, yeah. watch out for the glue. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just you know, thoughts are going to be running constantly because that's the job of the logical mind and the ego yeah. is to keep calculating and processing things, and a lot of that is going to be coming from programs. Mm. So programs are not who we are. Yeah. Programs are installations of experiences and downloads. Then, at the same time, we are the observer. Of the thoughts that's who we are yeah so the observer of the thoughts gets to decide 
we're like the sorter of the mm -hmm. different thoughts and intentions, yep. right? I'll take this, I'll take yes, that, I'll leave this. No, right? incorrect, shut mm -hmm. up, stay here. Actually, boop yeah. to boop, got a new one for you. You are the TSA of your mind. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I hate TSA. <laughs> Same. That's why we need a private Useless. jet. I can't. Thank Manifest. you. Rich bitch juice. Cheers to that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> As I gulp loudly. Anywho, down our gullet. <laughs> gullet. <laughs> But I love that analogy and you were always coming up with these perfect just like metaphors. I'm such a visual person. So I even just remember when you were talking about, you know, that radio dial for tuning into our energy. Right. And I think it's a similar way of like, you know, attuning our thoughts to the dial that we really want, the frequency that we want. Yeah. If we want to hold a high frequency, regret is not the way to go. Right. There's a different path for you. For sure. Yeah. Choose life. It's a, yeah. It's a signal for pivot. Literally, and yeah. the scripture, oh my God, I'm going to pull it up right now because I sent it to Irie this morning. Oh, yeah. But it literally was so perfect because I was like, oh my God, look at all these signs. We literally talked about this scripture in the last episode, episode before last, and it popped up on my Bible feed today and it literally reads, it's Isaiah 43, and it says, behold, I do a new thing. Now shall it spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in wilderness and rivers in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> my theater voice. Um, Indeed. But I, that's one of my favorite scriptures. I would list, literally um, look at it all the time when I was in New York and trying to really find my path of like, where do I want to go? I actually was looking, um, I was like looking at messages in my phone that dated back to 2016. Whoa. And it's so crazy because like the reason why like, like I feel like messages? text messages. Wow. The reason why I feel like the universe is always like so sneaky is because like I really feel like when my phone broke last week, it was for a reason. Mm. Because not did you only lose all that? Well, thankfully I didn't. Oh. But like not only did I um you know, take a much needed break to meditate and listen. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Um, I'm like all over the place. But before I get into the text message thing, one of the things that I got from the, that meditation, I literally felt God speaking to me clearly mm -hmm. when I was meditating. Like after I did this guided meditation, I was just sitting and listening. And I was like, God, if you have anything that you want to share to me, please like speak to me. And I literally heard, I kid you not, Irie, it was so clear. And he was just like, you need to take more time in silence to listen to my voice mm. because like a lot of what i do is i'll do like a guided meditation i'll go on my walks my meditative walks and i usually have music basically i always have something going in my mind or oh, in my ear yeah. and i was just like holy shit like i haven't had that intimate private time with god like i used to have when i was much younger in a while and, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm like asking him like why aren't you speaking to me and he's like well you haven't taken the time there's a lot of noise there's a lot of noise I'm here but you can't hear me right like right. quiet your voice so that was like Shush. number one the biggest thing and then the second thing was with um, getting a new phone shout out to Jen because she's such an angel on earth she had a phone and she was like you can use this one so she saved my life and <laughs> as I was like transferring everything over it didn't have as much on um, memory as my old phone had. Oh. So I had to go back and delete things. Yeah. And I was like, wait, holy cow. I'm like going through all of these text messages. And I didn't realize that I had messages from 2016. And so I was like going through it. And you know, like when you're reading these things, it's like I was looking at a movie of my life. Totally. <laughs> it was, it was, 
it was eerie. It was so eerie because I was like, wait, look at that moment where I was so afraid to make this decision. And I was like texting this person and look at this first date that I went on that was horrible. Oh my God, that was a mess. Literally, I was like in this pool and I felt like this was a clearing space for me, like Mm. in my mind and in in like a lot of the things that I've done because like I don't regret anything I've done or experienced because it's brought me to where I am now, you know, and it's allowed me to learn a lot of those things. But I think that sometimes it is important to go back and look at how far you've come. I haven't looked at those messages in years. Right. I didn't even know they were still there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To be honest with you. And I feel like God was just like, just take a look, sit your ass down and just see like how I have literally showed up in every area where you were so afraid. You were like, Oh my God, is this going to happen? Like I remember when I had quit my job before I even had gotten, um, accepted into this whole cycle program mm. and it's just like telling telling a friend about this update she was like weren't you afraid i was like yeah i was terrified right. <laughs> absolutely but i did it anyway but i did it anyway and like even now in the middle of a pandemic where things are so uncertain and people are like aren't you afraid i'm like uh yeah honey it's called being alive like there's going to be fear <laughs> right. you know but yeah. it's, a, it's like the tsa of your mind are you going to filter those thoughts of fear or are you going to filter into like Look at what God did before. Can't he do it again? Yeah, I think when you're saying that, I'm thinking about regret being the idea of not taking the chance and Mm. moving through the fear, right? Mm. Like the regret for me usually comes by not stepping into fear and just doing it anyway. Like that's an act of faith when you do something that you're afraid of, right? You have faith that it's going to work out. That you're yeah. gonna get through it somehow, some way. Yes. Don't know how. Yes. I've definitely had those moments where I knew I should have taken action in an area, mm. and I just couldn't. Like, yeah. I was so afraid, mm-hmm. and and that's where I have regret. And I think that that goes back to what we talked about a little earlier with grace. Uh-huh. Because then, if I get too stuck on like, okay, well, this was a moment where I should have like taken the leap, and I knew better, right? And I didn't. Like, what's that serving me? Right. Like, let it go. I didn't do it. Learning my yeah. lesson. What was the voice that I didn't listen to? And how can I fine-tune that so that I can have a clearer direction the next time mm-hmm. something comes up and I feel that same hesitation? Yeah. Right? That's just all about the process of evolving. And mm-hmm. I think that if we get down on ourselves in the process of evolving, then we'd be constantly filled with regret. Yeah. Like, if you think back to childhood, like... There's so many things that I wouldn't do now that oh my I did then. Right. Like, I mean, all the way even through my 20s. Like, you totally, you're a kid and you're like, oh my gosh, tell me what to do. And like, <laughs> I'm following your guidance. And then you become a teenager and you're like, I know everything. Don't tell me what to do. You know, you think you know it all. <laughs> Truly. And then you get you into your rebel. 20s and you think you're an adult yeah. and you got like, it. I got this. Right. But... You don't got this. You don't got any of it, like at all. We sure don't. So if I was to harp on all the things that I would have done differently in the past, then it would kind of be like, um, you know, looking down on the process of ascension and how beautiful it is to now mm. be able to be grateful that I have the um, the insight and the experience yes. that I've learned from that has put me in a position to be more wise. Right. Because then it will take away from the joy in the journey. Right. The contrast is what gives us that extreme level of joy, right? So like if everything, if I knew everything out the gate and made only good choices or good, quote unquote good, whatever that means. (laughs) Right. Then, you know, how would I really appreciate? There's even this new show that just came out. I haven't watched it yet. Um, I think it's on Prime with Selma Hayek and Owen Wilson. 
Oh, I haven't seen it yet either. And it's like something about um, how the contrast. So they like jump between two realities where one is like super shitty and they're like bums and it's like dark and like warish and like violent and bad. And then this other one is like super blissful, like almost like Atlantis, like super wealthy and comfortable and vibrant and sunny and beautiful. And it's something about like the idea that in order to really enjoy the blissful state, you mm. have to also experience the darkness. Yeah. So that, don't like shy away from that or yeah. resist it. Right. Yeah. And well, don't re- and don't regret like having those experiences. Mm. Yeah. You know, um, you know, there's some really there's some really dark times that we will go through and overcome. And I think at least from, from my experience. I just, I wonder who I would be if I didn't have those times and mm-hmm. overcome them. That's a really good point. Because I really do. I feel like I would be a bitch if I didn't go through a lot of the things yeah. that I did to humble me into, a, to give me empathy. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I would just be a cold hearted, just like douche because. Right. You would have less grace for less others. Less grace, you know what I mean? And less patience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like get over it. it, get through it. Right. Like, you shall overcome. Right. And I'm like. <laughs> no, I get it. Like dark night there of the soul. Real... Like I was in the depths yes. darkness of doom. And I got out. Yes. And I'm I mean I give myself chills just even saying it because once you have that memory in your body, mm. it's like you can always kind of go back to that in a way and or just like at least recall it like you recalled your life through the text messages. <laughs> Literally. And I just look at it and I'm like, Thank you. You yeah. know, gratefulness is the perspective that helps to relieve us of regret. Can you say that one more time? Gratefulness is the perspective that helps us to relieve regret. Yes. Yeah. And I think that one of those things that um, we always come back to, not only just grace, but it's gratitude. Yeah. Because, again, talking about enjoying the journey, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If I'm like sitting here thinking about all the things I don't have or all the things that I didn't do. Right, I can do that all day. All day. No, No, we only have time for abundance. We are a magnet. So do you want to bring more of that? Adjust that frequency. Yeah, it's like, it's real. Acknowledge it. Yes, Yes. it happened. Cool, totally. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, what do I want to bring in? Yeah. And so that's where I want my frequency to resonate majority of the time. I'm going to dip. I'm going to feel low. But I want to most of the time resonate in gratitude. Period. Yeah. And I think that I love that show. I'm going to have to check that show out because it really does, like from what you were describing, it really, to me, highlights what the reality is in terms of the different timelines, right? So we get to decide if we want to live in this version of ourselves that is frolicking somewhere in Atlantis or, you know, (laughs) tomorrow if we wake up and we're like, you know, I know that I should be putting good things into my body, exercising and taking care of myself, Mm -hmm. but I didn't do it yesterday. So I'm going to live in that moment again. (laughs) I regret, and the the regret, 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 regret (laughs) (laughs) piles on. And it's just like, okay, now you are feeding the timeline in which you are lesser than. Mm. And I just keep thinking, I'm like, wow, we are so powerful that when we decide we get good and ready, that I refuse to live in regret and to relive these same things over and over again, I can be pulled and pushed into a new frequency, into a new timeline in which I am thriving. Right. Those quantum jumps. That Those we were quantum about. jumps. I'm all here for quantum I'm jumps. I'm here for it. And especially yeah. now, like you were saying, with the five D yes. and like the vibrational frequency of just the earth in general. Yeah. It's like if if there's any way that we can 
super quantum jump. I'm going to take advantage please, of that. Please, please. <laughs> you know? We'd love to see it. Um, but I thought this was going to be a cute little short. We This was kind of like an impromptu episode that we were like, yeah. you know, we have a little bit of time, so let's hop on here and do it. So that's kind of what was on our hearts and our minds. And I really just hope that it blesses somebody out there that, yeah. you know, is really thinking or dwelling on things that are just not going to uplift you. Like, yes. You don't need it. Water your roots and really think about what can what's contagious what's magnetic what's yeah. what's good what's what's really good right help you to thrive and yeah. get out of survival mode out of that mode yeah you know? that's really the message just like to encourage you to live to your highest potential of yeah. what your experience can be from moment to moment yeah. and sometimes it just takes letting go of yeah. those bags like let you're go. saying that but like let go let go and be in flow and just allow yourself permission permission to thrive permission to thrive yes you know i just feel the spirit right now let me just take them to church one okay. second i just want you to take your mess and turn it into a message jesus <laughs> i want you to take your test and turn it into a testimony okay, okay? i want you to let go and let god <laughs> And with that, we say... We say aloha. Wait, before we say aloha, I got to leave a little quote for the girls. Oh, like, And the boys. So, uh, <laughs> here's a little quote to send you out on your, your days, your lives. <laughs> um, and this is by Soren Kiergaard. Um, and it says, I see it all perfectly. There are two possible situations. One can either do this or that. My honest opinion and my friendly advice is this. Do it or do not do it. You will regret both. Ooh. That's the thing. Make a choice, stick to it, and own it. Right. One life, well, you might have multiple lives. But <laughs> in this moment. Enjoy the journey. <laughs> enjoy the journey. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, sending you guys so much love. Yes. And check us out. We have our Water Wisdom Wednesday every Wednesday at yeah. 7.30 p.m. on IG Live. So fun. Lots of glitter moments. <laughs> this week is going to be weird. It's going to be our comeback moment because my phone decided to act up. I'm and so I held it down. I'm so happy to have you yeah, back in the business. So <laughs> sending you guys much love. This is Earl. This is Ivy. Peace out, babe.